talk about it. Susan Johnson is on her way. She'll be joining us momentarily, but I got Matt Rupar here. Fantastic producer. We couldn't do the show without Matt. I say that over and over and over again, but it's true. Anyway, last week we had a pillar of the Hartford community on the show, the mayor, Luke Bronin. This week we have a pillar of the Wyndham community on the rise. He's, ri- he's rising. Okay, Joe Pliss. Joe Pliss has not been here that long, but he's made his mark. He's been helping out with all kinds of things. We're going to talk about that uh, when Susan gets here and when Joe, when we get into it. First, uh, Joe, uh, thanks for coming on the show, giving up your time on Friday evening. And uh, really nice. Uh, well, it's not. Yeah, it's nice That's enough. Beautiful. It's nice enough. Yeah. It's, it's not too hot. It's, uh, it's hot enough for me to jump in the pool after the show. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you're lucky. I am lucky. So am I. Yeah. You're lucky to be what? I'm lucky to be here in Wyndham. You're lucky to be here, and let's talk about it. Yeah, that's right. No, no, you're not lucky. We, you are, you are somebody I've been trying to get. I, I remember I, <clears throat> I'm probably skipping around here. I, I first met Joe Pliss at Andy Carey's house out that's in right. South Wyndham. Andy used to hold an annual holiday party at his home. Very, very good. You could see, oh, I'm, you know, it may be the last time I saw John Lesko. I don't know. It was at one of Andy's parties, yeah. and. You know, everybody was there, and Joe Pliss lives right across, lived right across the street yep. from Andy, and uh, he was there with his wife, and um, we uh, we got we got to talking, and um, he had just come to town and was interested in knowing as much as he possibly could about the town. Yeah, and right. and I and I said, wow, this is a guy who you know, as someone who's been involved in Wyndham uh, politics and government for more than forty years. And also here as a legal aid lawyer for many, many, many years, um, I'm into public service, of course. And I said, this is a guy who can, you know, we, we could we could you know use here as a as some somebody who would get into uh, all these good causes we have, or some of them anyway, and, and help us out. But anyway, Joe, uh, I, I spotted you immediately, you know, as a as a potential um, I remember. a potential I remember a call. potential do, do shaker and mover. You're in Wyndham, uh, just doing things for helping others and helping the town. And, and you know what? It's funny. Since you arrived, the town has gotten a lot better. That is quite a coincidence. It, it, so, it, some of it's coincidental. I mean, obviously, you know, the, we built the uh, community center. Yeah, which I use We're, almost uh, three times a week. That's fantastic. We are, we are, re, we are re- renovating the high school as new. And the Shabu stage was built, Was I think, started just around the time you got here. That's right. And also the new parking garage, the best-looking parking garage I ever saw. That that everybody was poo-pooing when we when we when we talked about uh, doing it, and then uh, people were coming up to me and saying, "Wow, the parking garage is great! You go up to the top, you can see everywhere. You can see, you know, it's wonderful for, for a lot of reasons." So, you know, it, it all happened when uh, after Joe got here, and Vanessa, his wife, and and you know, maybe there's a connection. But he is doing a lot of good stuff, and we're going to talk about it. And guess who just walked in the door? Hi. Guess who just walked in the door? Tell him, Susan, who hey, walked in the door. Hey, this is Susan Johnson, the co-host. And, boy, are we lucky, Dennis, to have Joe Pliss with us today because uh, he's done a lot of things uh, in town. He's uh, doing the taxing district in the villages, and also he's on the zoning commission. 
There's more. There's more than that even. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I found gonna out have, today he's going to fill us in there's, on there's these things. There's even more than that. But, but All it, right. But, but these, are, you, these it, are things that are very, very, uh, very, very necessary for the town and uh, making sure people uh, make good decisions about what we do. So There are enough good causes in this town for everybody. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you know what? And it's, I, I've been involved in a lot of them myself, and you know what? I, I do it to help others, but I also do it to help myself. It makes me feel good. It is, it is, there's nothing, I mean, it just gives you, I'm just, just talking about it, I'm starting to feel a, a tingle up and down my spine, because it does make you feel good. And I, and that's good. That's, at my, at my age, I want to feel good, and I want to feel good, and I think feeling good is going to help me, uh, feeling good is good enough for me, uh -huh. and it's going to help me, and it's going to help me uh, go on into my older years. Well, thank you very much. Uh, between the two of you, you've made me feel special, not only just by coming on to the show, which is a lot of fun for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, over, over the years, just, you know, you were very hospitable right away, and uh, it made it a lot easier for me to, to make the transition to feeling very connected here. Well, you know what? You moved into South Windham right across from Andy Carey, somebody who had done so much for the town over the years. So, you know, preceded Susan and John Lesko and Walter Polakiewicz as our state representative. And you know we met at his, at his party, and uh, you also were living this in the neighborhood in South Windham with Victor Funderburg. That's right, another great person, fantastic human being, who had has had a, a health issue, and was our mayor. And I, he's somebody else. I talked him into running for mayor. He did, and, and yeah, I sure did. And uh, you know, and I, I didn't think he would accept, but because he was so busy with the theater guild, That's right. he and Martha, doing a wonderful job with the theater guild. And um, he, I, I'll never forget the day he called me back. He said, Dennis, he says, I think I'm going to do it. And I said, yes, wow. yes, Victor, because I knew Victor would be great. So anyway, you, 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 you haven't had an experience with Victor, and you can talk about that yeah. when we go through your okay. long list of accomplishments okay. in such a very short time here. Activities. Right, yeah, very good. I mean, this just goes to show that South Windham produces a lot of great people. Yay. <laughs> I think you got my point. Anyway, <laughs> I, could, I could go name a of few course, others. Of course, North Windham and, and also Windham Center and, and of course, Willimantic. So we got, Actually, we got no. great people all over town. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I knew you'd get there. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway, Joe, we'll talk a little bit about your, your background. Well, uh, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm in South Windham. Uh, probably sh started coming here about seven years ago. That's uh, My wife was renting the house that we would end up buying uh -huh. and uh, a couple years after that we ended up getting married behind Guilford Smith we took a little marching band down the street down little Main Street believe it or not and 70, 75 people and had, had the party behind the house great uh, we got two kids both in um, the public the Wyndham public schools and um, you know a house from 1866 the beautiful house, you know, gives me places to play in, in the garden. So, you know, just that part has been so so nice. It's really been a, a, a surprise. When I first came here, honestly, I have to tell you that I, I thought, well, I came here because of Vanessa, my wife, and I thought, this is the middle of nowhere. Where where are, where are we? And then, and then just, you met me and you said, "No, well, I know it's the middle of nowhere." <laughs> 
it is a small town, and you know, yeah. I came I came from Albany, which is bigger, and before that, from oh, Buffalo. Albany is very big, and, and Buffalo, uh, so is Buffalo. Wow. So so uh, it was, and here I am, and the the Wyndhams outside of Wilmantic is more rural. My wife's got a horse, and that's kind of why we're out that way. And so um, it was a little bit of getting adjusted to, but just you know, week after week, just making more connections. Seeing, you know, I think it, I was here a year before I realized how many different trails there were, <laughs> and just, you know, I made a point when I when I got here that I couldn't go 20 years to try to make close friends. I mean, it's you get to a certain point in your life, and it's it's hard to make friends. You know, when you when you're younger, it's a lot easier. So I I told myself that I, I'm going to get involved in some civic activity, something, you know, because there are probably some nice people there and, and so the first thing i did was uh there was a there was a planting of a bunch of trees in memorial park it, it was part of the 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 350 celebration that um, 325 i think uh, three, 325 yeah. 325 yeah, yeah. 325 yeah, yeah. Didn't so, get to 50 yet. right so this the 325 years of uh will Amantic or Wyndham and Wyndham, Wyndham. Wyndham, yep. Wyndham yep. came first and then uh so uh it was uh, faith kenton eve krauss that i that i met and we were planting all these trees, and uh, one of the first trees, one of the first holes that I was digging, it's this giant hole for a 20-foot tree, uh, this other guy that was digging, some guy by the name of Victor, and that turned out to be Victor Funderburg. <laughs> oh, boy. I, at that's that time, wild. he, he was probably great. running for mayor, and I didn't, I didn't know, but, been, yeah. but that's just the way he was. He just introduced himself as, as Victor, and so we did that, and uh, there was another uh there was another project with the Garden Club. I don't know if it was that same year, but it was still part of the same 325 program up on High Street. Yeah. You know, that big strip, oh, sure. that, that spectacular yeah, display. Boy, is that of beautiful, huh? it's, It was so, it's been wow. gorgeous. Yeah. So, what a um, I can say, I, I'm pretty sure I can honestly say that I had a hand, literally, in unloading every tree and bush off the truck for that, <laughs> for that site. That's great, uh, wow. Well, and so one of the holes that I was digging, another big hole on, on a side, um, there was uh, another guy that was help, you know, that we were working in team, and he introduced himself as Mark. I work for the fire department. Well, guess which Mark that is. I, I, you know, I think our I might know. yeah, Mark Scrivener. <laughs> you know, the, the chief. our beloved chief, and and, and, well, Matt, and again, that modesty coming coming across, and that's, that's all. That's been thematic, and as as I've met all these all these people, well, I still wanted to get plugged in, uh, some more, and I said, you know, I was talking to Vanessa about it, and she said, hey, you know. Because uh, she started volunteering at Guilford Smith on the on the board, the library, yeah. and she said, uh, "There's somebody that I think you should talk to. Is guy by name? This guy's name is Ted." And so that's was Ted Colwell. Great guy. And so yeah. so Ted and I went to Ted's Apollo cool. yep. for for lunch, and I said, "Ted, you know what? What what do you think I could do to get plugged in?" Well, to make a long story short, he had this idea. He said, "Hey, you know." Maybe you should come up the hill and, and think about joining the, the fire departments, which, you know, frankly frightened me. It's like, I, I'm not going to do those dangerous things. I feel the same way about myself. Um, <laughs> and he said, no, 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 no. There's plenty, there's plenty of need for, for, for people that aren't doing that. And there, there really is. Mm -hmm. um, I'll talk about that more later. So we went up to the fire station. I became what they call an associate. That's just somebody that's supportive. I don't do, I don't do the dangerous stuff. Uh, I went to a lot, a lot of meetings, and I was so overwhelmed and impressed at the that what 
what these volunteers in these three departments do. I mean, they're all volunteers, right. and it's. I'll talk about that some more too. But I said I, I'd love to do something for them, and that's when Ted also mentioned. You know, you might think about this the, the first taxing district, and I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, so I've been there, you know, a couple of years. I had ne never heard of this thing. Well, that that's the body, as you know, that uh, that raises taxes to support the, the three fire departments. That it helps fund the libraries and the Wyndham Youth Organization. So I've been on there for a few years, and uh, you know, Kevin Donahue and I jumped on at the same time, and he's just been a spectacular lead in that in that role. And the tone of that that board or commission it's just been wonderful across you know people from all different parties all working really well together uh it's it's really been incredibly satisfying we we were able to you know add considerable funds to the fire departments uh i managed to uh spearhead an initiative to have a recruitment and retention committee mm. uh, nationwide there's what, 750,000 volunteer firefighters and like a lot of volunteer organizations, those numbers are, are, are trending down. Uh, that doesn't mean that there isn't something that we can do. And so we've been trying to figure out what, what steps we can take. So that's been up for about a year. Yeah, we need to get people off of Facebook and TV, 6,000 channels on TV. And, and so most, of this, most of the stuff isn't worth watching, in my view. In my humble opinion, and and you know the the the, the difference is like sometimes that you're on the Democratic Town Committee, and sometimes I've talked, even though some of the younger people don't want to listen to me about the old days when I first got involved in politics. Seems like uh, just yesterday, but it was actually 40 years ago or so, and uh, we had people battling to be on the town committee. I mean, there would be elections, yeah. and we had one election one time where, where there were 40 candidates on two slates running for seats on the town committee and um it just isn't that way anymore no. and, and it's that way with you know a lot of the local organizations are, are the same way with well, the, let me just say something about oh, that okay. because i have a few ideas okay. uh, to, to remark about that and we're in a gig economy now and back 40 years ago we still had a lot of uh, businesses that employed a lot of the people here and oh, people yeah. now ha yeah. are, you know, at the at the at the whim of whatever it is they can get for a gig uh, to help pay the bills, and so when you're in that kind of an environment, and as even WILI will tell you that the amount of money they're able to raise for advertisement has changed because. We don't have the businesses on Main Street that we used to have, and we have a lot of national, uh, you know, uh, businesses like Walmart. Uh, but they pay at least they pay property tax, and then you've got places like Amazon that aren't even in town and not even paying, and people aren't even working there. And so you don't have the same sense of community that we used to have. And so they may be online, but they might be looking for a gig <laughs> to try and pay the bills. And uh, I just think that it's uh, it's a different different kind of environment. And I'll just take this one step further, because I digress, you know. Uh, well, yeah, but, don't, don't go too far, you know. No, I, no, I, won't, I, won't, I won't. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, let's just take a peek at what's going on with all the actors and the uh, Screen Actors oh, Guild. Come on. They are on strike because of streaming. Yeah. The streaming has put uh, our economy and what goes on with our radio, what goes on TV, all that kind of thing. It's a different kind of situation, and we're just kind of finding out Every these day. changes, how they've impacted us. So 
I won't interrupt anymore on this topic. Oh, I just on had this to topic. <laughs> right, right. On this topic. But I just thought I'd throw that in is there. It, you're going you're gonna to learn as you go through the show with us today, it is not easy to be a <laughs> co-host of a show. It's a lot easier if you host it by yourself. Although, <laughs> although some of the interaction. I feel like I'm getting between something. <laughs> well, I think hey, you are not the first one person to ever say that. We've been out for 20 years. And, and it's, you know, you know, some people who listen enjoy that back and forth between the two of us. Now, sometimes I enjoy it and sometimes I don't. So far today, fine. Oh, good. But I, 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 I'm focused approval. more on younger people. Who are uh, sitting around watching a lot of TV? Well, we younger people, I think, are also Not people subject who are to the a living. subject to the gig economy, and younger people yeah, are too young to actually be in the volunteer situ volunteer firefighter situation well, that the older people are in. You have to be, have it be at a certain age in order for the insurance to work. So you also have insurance well, to contend with. <laughs> that's one item. Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, okay, just, say, just uh, saying. Let's let Joe. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, so you you're you're on the board of. Uh, first taxing district board of directors, right. which was created uh, 1981. Uh, yeah, I think it was created by litigation. State state statutes. There state was, state there statute. Was, there was a statute. lawsuit shortly after about streetlights. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, you you researched it. Okay, bad. I researched it once and I, I forgot the details. But mm -hmm. yes, there, yes, that's true. It was uh, they went in under state statute and did it. And I think there could have been a challenge to that, but it didn't it didn't materialize in court. But there was a uh, there was a case about the streetlights. That's right. right, and I don't remember what the result was or what the details they were. Lost but the... Having served on the Charter Revision Commission four times, I think it was three times ago, maybe twenty five years ago, when I actually researched that issue. I just looked at very, it. Very very interesting that recently. you know that. You're you're very thorough. I looked at it recently because of the problems we've been having with uh, the taxing districts and getting the uh, car tax money. Yeah. Car tax grants. That's so. another show. Yes, it That's is. A but tough I, one. I won't say anymore. Right. <laughs> oh, good. Well, the net of that the net of that case was the the town's entitled to put streetlights up in the windows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, some other applications. That's, that's probably yeah. good. Well, the judge couldn't figure out why they wanted to do it because the actual cost would be more to the villages instead of going in with the town. And so that was the result. That's why they uh, it just said it makes no sense. Well, well, I'm getting an education here from both of you. You know, I think there's still even, what, 40 years yeah. la later? Yeah. Um, 40 a divide of sorts between mm -hmm. the Wyndhams and, and Willimantic. Oh, 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 you better, you better yeah. believe it. Um, you know, I like I like to think of it as I have the best of both worlds. I have this beautiful bucolic setting, and I'm three miles away from all the the cool, funky, restaurant stuff that happens in Willimantic, and that's that's a strong selling point. I, I this place would not be nearly like where I live. Would not be nearly as good without a vibrant Willimantic. So the, 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 from my perspective, they go they go hand in hand. But you know, I know that there's there's a history and a and a sense of you know preserving some level of autonomy, and that's kind of at the at the seat of the, the taxing district. Well, well I don't want to go too far one, with that issue. Just one one quick but, thing but on that to issue. To some extent, it's about money. You know, what happened is is back in the 1880s and a little bit before. We had the mills, and then they the uh, the mills were you know run by people who had international connections all over the world. If you look at Amy Klobuchar's book, Senator Klobuchar's book, we're actually mentioned in that book as a big monopoly, and uh, so the thread was huge. 
And what they did is, is they needed to have uh, workers, and they needed to have water sewer, they needed police, they needed fire, and the villages, the farmers says, hey, we're not paying for all that, let the, let the thread pay for it. And this didn't happen just here, it happened in Groton, it yep. happened in Rockville, it happened everywhere, all throughout. Griswold, Jewish yeah, City. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why you have these divisions. And so then once you divide, then you have the fiefdoms having to mm-hmm. do their little struggle. Well, then it evolves, yeah. <laughs> it evolves. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. and it's, I, th- I, think, I think there's a better uh, understanding coming from both sides, if you want to say sides. There are peop- a lot of people in the Wyndhams that feel the way you do. I'd say a majority. I, but it all depends on the issue. And, 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 and I think, I think that... Uh, you know, when Jeff Smith moved to town, I don't know if you remember Jeff Smith. He's passed away, but he was a wonderful guy. He was the he was the uh, financial officer for the town of Mansfield, and he when he came here, he was quite surprised at the you know the districting and stuff here that she didn't think it was a good idea, especially since she lived in Willimantic. And and you know, at one side at one time there were there were some details that needed to be ironed out to make it more fair economically, and he he did help a lot to to move us in that direction for example after i think it was after he he passed it was around the t- when he was ill in his final illness we did uh, finally get uh get to the point where the oh the what's the uh, the fire the, the, the ambulance services the, the ambulance and the and also the dispatch center well you know it was it was pretty much being paid for pretty much all by people from willimantic and you know now it's 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 fairly it's i think it's done fairly and i and i i think uh I think we're moving in the right direction, and I think um, I think you're right. I think I think one we we we're happy to have your part of the town connected to us, and you are happy to have the city. And I understand that. And one of the great things about living out here is you can uh, you can be in the country in ten minutes. Yeah, it goes I mean, both ways. Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. It goes both ways, and it's 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 really you know you, you, a lot of people here, the vast majority of people here. I think appreciate it. Yeah, I think a segue on that is um, when the giant vac factory in South Windham caught, caught fire, there was a community meeting up at the South Windham Fire Station, and that's where I met. Uh, Matt, Matt Vertefe was up there. Susan, you came. Yep. I forgot who else was up there. Jim, maybe, maybe the town manager. I think uh, Tom was there. But... Tom was there. Tom, yeah, so, Davido, I, yeah, yes, yeah, Davido, and, uh, the, yeah. the mayor. So. Yeah. And that's that's where. Um, and so was uh, so was our former mayor Victor Funderbrick, I believe. That's where I got recruited sort of for the planning and zoning. Yes. And yes. so, because oh. because my thought was like, oh no, now it's going to go into that space. And through planning and zoning, I realized, okay, in 2017, we have a, a document, sort of a state mandated document every 10 years plan plan of concert. Uh, conservation yeah. and development. Yeah. Conservation yep. and development. That's right. And and in that in that plan, they talk about. You know, enhancing the the villages of the Wyndhams. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, like that sense of building up the villages, I think, is going to be a little more sympathetic with sort of the the vibe and feel in Willimantic. So that's sort of a natural thread. I think that's going to be. Yeah, I I think there's a move uh, against uh, in the direction away from, uh, let's say, provincialism. People, you know, especially, you know, we're so also so closer together uh, electronically now than we, we used to be. Some it makes, ways. A, makes a big difference. Speaking of electronics, Matt Rupar is giving me the sign that it's time for our mid-show break so our wonderful oh. sponsors can um, 
can talk about their wonderful uh, businesses. And one of them, of course, is the Gates Group of uh, automobile dealerships, who has been sponsoring our show for ever since we've been on it. And, and we really appreciate uh, Gates, the Gates family. Thank you. Yes, yes, Susan. We're going to say. Okay, so we can talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're recorded still, and this. Yeah, uh, we're this, still this recorded. This, what we say now is going to be on cable access. Cable access. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I, I once before I, I was once on a guest on one of these shows mm -hmm. before I was a host, and um, mm -hmm. I had no idea that that was the. the <laughs> what did you say? People. I said something uh, probably a little bit over the top about. Or, something. Uh, some, uh, something. So he was over the top. About some, was, <laughs> yeah, don't say it again. <laughs> I never. I would never do it again. Uh, no, no. I'd let's not even again, go especially there. Especially when Susan's here. Let's not have any memories Susan, like Susan that. Susan is my coach. And my my well, guy. We coach each other. She know, does a great job, know, though. She does a great job. She keeps me other, yeah. so far. Anyway. All these years now, I've been around, and she's kept me out of trouble. So, somebody who does the zoning commission stuff. Um, in terms of your background and how you look at this place, uh, what I mean when you do, and they do the ten-year plan of development that's going to be coming up in another couple of years. What what do you and, and just take that place where the mills burned. What's your kind of vision for making it um, more, you know, say amenable to Useful. having everything uh, working together more in terms of the I think planning and development. And the zoning stuff some, somehow will help with that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, in terms of South Wyndham in particular, but the, those Wyndham, three Wyndham villages referenced mm -hmm. in that document, I like to I like to call it. It's, it's a phrase I heard to to make them more villagey. You know, it's, <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. You know what is, what does that mean? You know, you can mm -hmm, kind of picture. Mm -hmm. uh, in your mind, you know, small mm -hmm. shop, you know, a few small shops, yes. people yeah. walking in the street. It's not, you know, no abrasive noises. It's not really loud. It's still pr pretty tranquil. Yeah. But there's something, you know. It's like you don't have to get into your car for everything. You can go, you know, walk your dog. There's a place nearby. You're going to meet your neighbors. They're probably having a coffee or an ice cream or something. We need just a little bit of that. And oh, that's... We've done meeting. We've done meetings. That's important to to bring people together and and gave them different options and things like that. And uh, I think probably the the second favorite idea was just to make the whole thing a park. But you know, part of what we want to make sure we do is whatever we build there is financially resilient for the town. In other words, mm -hmm. you don't want to create more expenses for the town than the tax revenue that you're going to pull in. And that's, that's a really important factor. So you want some mix of a little bit of commercial incrementally, more than what we're used to in that space, and we'll make some residential back there. But also we're going to, the current plan is we carve out the, the corner uh, for some green space. Mm -hmm. Maybe more of a pocket park. Yeah. yeah. But that, that would, be nice. that's, that's that nice would give you a center mm -hmm. in, in South Windham. Mm. And so that, we're building uh, village zoning. Paula Stahl is really seconds. Paula oh. Stahl is really the, you oh, know, the brainchild. Oh, I mean, she's she's a seasoned planner. Yes, you know, she, is, we, yeah. we, she basically uh, you know has most of you know drives most of that, and mm -hmm. we come along and you know try to edit as as best we can. Matt Vertife is you know he puts in his two cents, but we're getting in the final stages of having village zoning. 
for that Great. spot. Oh, very nice. I'm glad to hear that. Is That's that, exciting. Is that about all three villages? It, it'll, it'll apply I mean, to all you're three. You're more familiar seconds. with South Windows, right. of course. Okay. I'll welcome everybody back. And it's well set up for that, I think. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. This is Susan Johnson. I'm here with my co-host, Dennis O'Brien, and our very special guest this evening, Joe Pless, who does all kinds of things all throughout the town of Wyndham to help us prosper and do some great stuff. So we're so glad to have you here on the show. Thank you again. And uh, so we were just talking a little bit about South Wyndham and the villages. And, of course, there's also the uh, Wyndham Inn, which is also another aspect of uh, trying to make sure we take care of a property that uh, needed some work. And I know there's a great group uh, all throughout Wyndham and Willimantic working to try and make sure that works out as well. Yeah. I, you know, there's there's definitely a group of – a core group of people that are are very interested in having that – villagey feel in there having something like the Wyndham Inn rejuvenated in some capacity is important uh, one of the one of the big challenges in a lot of places across the Wyndhams is septic you right know? you know and you know I like to joke it's like where do you put the poop like that's <laughs> that's kind of the big that's kind of what limits how much There's development we're going to do comedy movie there's a lot of movies about that, but you do have a lot of uh, septic uh, and and waterworks in South Windham because of previous problems that we have. We have we have uh, right. We have we have some of that, but it's it's there's still um, you know we get we get water, mm -hmm. uh, but we still have our septic systems. Right. And so okay. even even at that that factory site in South Windham, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. couldn't. There's a limit to how many. Uh, units or properties you could put in there just because of, of that consideration. And even as we think about, you know, like the state sp sponsored legislation around sort of incremental uh, development and accessory dwelling units, uh, that that's going to prevent any dramatic change in development. If, mm -hmm. we, if we really wanted to increase density and development, you know, you'd build you'd build sewage out there, and so as long as as long as the Wyndhams don't have that, they can sort of put a regulator on on that. And I, and I think that alone ought to make some people more comfortable as we roll out village zoning and talk about you know like you know tiptoeing into slightly more vibrant kind mm -hmm. of environment mm -hmm. just in, in the village. It's not going to get crazy. Great point. Great point. Excellent point. I yes. grew up in the city, lived in the city all my life until. Um, you know, the second half of my life, and I, I was, I had no idea what a septic tank was, or, <laughs> a, or you know, I, I had city water and uh, sewers. I had a sewer thing right out in front of my house, bus stop in front of the house, and people, I lived in a development with people everywhere, and that, you know, they would sell fruits and vegetables on the street, and this goes back a while. This goes to New Britain. This goes to New Britain, right. <laughs> Every once in a while, New Britain comes up on the show. Yeah, and, but but I growing up in New Britain in the '40s and '50s, which is when I was there mostly, was fa fabulous because I I liked people and I you know there were people everywhere. I mean you don't my my father didn't have a car until five years before he passed away at age 50. We we took the bus everywhere we walked and and you know we 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 walked down the street in New Britain and we have a city of about 80, 85. 90,000 people back then, and my father would know just about everybody. 
it was it was just amazing. I I remember saying to him all the time, "Who's that, Daddy? Who's that?" And you know, that's the way things were back then. Yeah, but you know what? Here we have like where I grew up in South Windsor. We started off with wells, and and we had our own septic system, and then you know, forty years down the road, they came up with a city uh, in sewer, city yeah, water, and said, people uh, people had to. Uh, People had to make that adjustment because they built developments, but then people needed to have that that taken care of. So the and people then you know when they do have septic systems, sometimes they don't you know empty them out like they should on a regular basis, and so that creates a problem for the water. Well, yeah, it leaches through the soil, especially if it's near, near a correct. tributary or that's something. A, that's, that's, a, that's a big problem. Yeah. Yes, it is. So so that's why planning and development. When you're looking at that, you're looking at the future. You know, if someday it's going to be just like it was in South Windsor, you're going to go from everybody having septic and, and their own well to, uh, unless it's, uh, <laughs> we have, uh, somehow we have a decrease in population, which I doubt will happen. No, uh, but 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 um, what will happen is, is they're going to need, we well, we still need a, we need about, what is it, 120,000 units right now we are missing in the state of Connecticut. So when you take a look at that, um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a problem. So and so how you do your planning and development also should give some consideration to what will happen down the road. You know, and what kind of of course, and as we all know, inland wetlands with the type of water and the soil and the perk tests and all the leaching and all that kind of stuff are all things that have to be considered and done by the town engineer and analysis must be done in that. So hopefully the town engineer will also be part of the planning and development stuff. I think some of, some of these these big infrastructure things, you know, they'll probably the same way in, in South Windsor, it, it was pushed because there was some incremental development over decades. Right. And I, Proximity I think, to the Hartford. I think, I think for, for around here, you know, when I when I walk around town, I, you know, I see sort of the, the 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 sweat equity that people are willing to put into their places. I don't, mm -hmm. I you know, like I don't know if it's all permitted or not. You know, I suspect some of it is and some of it isn't. But my my sense of it is is that there is a ton of opportunity for people if if we can make it easier to figure out how to do small scale development. You know, we just the system is rigged kind of for like big developers, and it's it's great what happened downtown, and that's a bigger development. But I, when I say rigged, I mean the financing, you know, is geared towards that. Yeah. You know, in particular, you know, if you know, I'd really love to see, you know, us be very deliberate and conscientious about what it takes for somebody, you know, that maybe doesn't even have English as a as a first language. Like, how do they navigate, you know, in in a way that brings the friction down how do they do something really small you know you know put up a you know a shack in in the neighborhood that is you know allows them to you know start building something or to sell something or, you know just incremental yeah. incremental development incremental wealth generation so that people are more secure in where they're where they're living and it's is that develops over time the places that are you know, most vibrant are going to be the places that demand the, the infrastructure investments. I'm really, I'd be really leery about going the other way around and saying, "Hey, let's let's put all this money into infrastructure, and that'll spur development." Yeah, that's yeah. sort of the suburban yeah. model. Because you don't know. No, you don't know until you actually have to uh, 
you know, deal with it. Place but, like this. but in terms of, I was just thinking, not in terms of actually doing the infrastructure, but in terms of how you'd set up a development in areas that are not developed right now, and and uh, how would you do that? And we have to give consideration to whether or not you have good opportunities for septic and and water. And we do. We're lucky around here. We do have a high a high amount of water. There's a lot of watershed area here. South Windham has a huge watershed area down by the river. Uh, so you have a lot of places where you have big watershed areas that are making, they're good for development access. Yes, well, you two are both uh, active in land use uh, issues in town. You, uh, Susan, of course, is the chair of the Inland Wetlands uh, and Watercourses Commission. It's a tough job. <laughs> it, uh, you know, and... Uh, She's got some people on the on the commission that actually have, uh, you know, professional expertise. That's good. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's it is good because I, I worked with Ashford's commission uh, when I was town attorney up there for twenty years, and they had they were fortunate to have several uh, professors, um, you know, microbiologists and all kinds of people that were really soil science soil scientists on the commission, and there are a lot of commissions that don't have that and. You know, our commission is, we've got, I know I run into this guy down in Andover who's on the commission, and he is the, um, he's the wetlands agent over there, and he's been trained, he's got a lot of training and a lot of education on the issue, and he's on our, he's on Susan's commission. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, uh, also another a person who has, a, you know, professional excited. expertise. Yeah. But I, we have also, you, you just can't rely on the people on the, on the commission either. Uh, you have to actually utilize town staff, and we have engineers who, are able to you know make sure that we uh, you know take a look at something but none of the people are engineers but you do need to have engineers you do have to understand how, yeah. the, how the soil perks and all that what type of soil it is and so we need to make sure that when we when we do all these things uh, we certainly glad we have people with expertise that are inland wetlands and water courses agents for different towns and one we knew one that we have that works for deep in the same area right which that's is great, great. Uh, so he's an alternate right <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so we have uh, we have all these people right now who are very very good and and we also have people in the town hall that we have to be able to go to yeah. and say look and we want a report uh, we want an engineering report on this because we're not engineers so we yeah these no. are some of the most complicated issues that it is we, yes. we even see it bubbling up into planning and zoning of course because it's you know it, if the wetlands rules in a certain way uh, invariably there's somebody in planning and zoning that brings up the wet, the wetlands issue and so it's always like, please, I hope it's went through wetlands first because yeah, you know, you're supposed to, like, right? And, yeah. that, and that's it, almost always it is, and that's my feeling. It's like, okay, well, it went to wetlands. They looked at it. The decision was made, yep. and that's so. A lot of times, when when citizens are are talking to the planning zoning, it's 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 about explaining sort of the process and method because a lot of a lot of how business gets done is is really opaque to people. They don't understand. It's hard to understand. Oh, so that's complicated, yeah. You know, just even understanding the difference between what zoning means and planning means. And mm -hmm. pe people will be, you know, when we zone, we're, we have basically a judicial hat on. We're saying, okay, here's the rule book. Mm -hmm. You know, is somebody proposing some kind of development that's according to the rule book? And, you know, like a, like a gas station maybe with some a creative yep. uh, food source or, or a bunch of apartments that are near a trail. And... You know, we look at we look at the rule book, the zoning, and we say, yay or nay. 
Like that's yeah. that's the zoning part of it. That's not the time that we can plan. We might wish, like, hey, you know what? I wish we didn't put another Dollar General there, but guess right. what? The rule book says that's yeah. fine. They're entitled to, to get their... That's we, right. we would get sued, right. potentially, yeah. if, we, if we denied them. That's right. Yeah, and exactly. that's, that's what we have to do. Well, that's, that's, just, that's a hard thing for people to understand. And well, that's the same with the zoning, same with the inland wetlands and water courses. We have a very strict rule book only looking at the, whether or not this is an impact on, a, on some type of inland wetland or water course. And if it's an upland area or one of those things, we still take a look at it, especially if it's in an area that, oh, we could probably just say, okay, we'll just let this go because it's in the upland area. But because it's so close to other things that are, uh, you know, that people care about and uh, like, you know, like the whitewater swamp and all that um, or, you know, wherever uh, we have hearings. And then, of course, you have to be very, very strict. It's just like a court uh, about uh, who comes, how they talk, uh, not not letting anybody talk about it if you have to continue it to the next time, uh, because these are the kinds of things you can't you can't uh, fool around with at all. So it's a very 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 uh, difficult, and people don't understand that either. Yeah, as a lawyer who has represented zoning commissions and inland wetlands commissions and all kinds of land use commissions, I mean, I don't know as much as you two do about your own per the t types of commissions, but. You know, as, as Joe pointed out, you have two basic functions in zoning. One is a judicial function where you're judging a case based on the regulations. Does it meet the regulations or not? And sometimes you can, you can, it can, it can, mm -hmm. you know, you can impose. The regulations usually allow you to put conditions on. Yes. And just, just like in the wetlands, they do that all the time. They put conditions to try to make it work if you can. But the, and your other function, though, is, is legislative. And that's when you're making regulations. And that is... You know, the difference between that and uh, ju uh, being the judicial function is vast because you're, when yeah. you're doing the judicial function, you really have to behave like judges. You're not supposed to talk to people about the case out of court. No. And, and a lot of people will come up to you and yes. say, hey, Joe. And, and, and you know, I, I always tell people, you know, and, and, they, and then I, sometimes I have, I have advised people to recuse themselves in certain situations, but I always tell them, look, I can't force you to recuse yourself. You are elected, to, or you're appointed, in your case, mm -hmm. to do this, and it's not. I, I am not on the commission. All I can tell you is that, you know, it could become an issue on appeal, and you don't want to screw up the case, and after everybody puts all their time, money, and effort into a case, you want to do it right. So the, 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 both of you have, have awesome responsibility, and, and, I'm, and it's the kind of situation where you could be on the zoning commission for 20 years and you'll still be learning. Right. And, 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 and Susan's Same with still me. learning after how many years yeah. on the, in yeah. the wetlands. Yeah, more than 20. Right. So it's a, it's a big it's responsibility. So and I, I'm of the belief, actually, that zoning commission should be elected. I, I don't, I don't, and zoning board of appeals should be appointed because a lot of people don't, the, the problem is, is that a lot of people are not willing to run for election. And that, because it, it is, it is difficult. But to me, yes. I like elections because I think it forces you to, uh, the fact that you can go out there and campaign and get elected is it tells me something about a person. Well, that's probably true. I think so. I think you know. I'm not you, sure I'm agreeing with you, but I. I'm well, sure it's that's a legislative true. body, yeah. you know. And if you're a legislative body, you should be elected. And if you're a zoning commission, you're a legislative body. So why we created a legis a zoning commission that isn't that is a legislative body, um, and and uh, it doesn't get elected because a lot of them are. Uh, well, what happened, I guess, is when when Wyndham used the Wyndham used to have their own zoning commission. Yeah, it used to be. Separate. And, and they had two separate ones, and when they combined the agreement, 
the tr when the new charter uh, was created, they agreed that it would be appointed. Uh, okay, that, that's, that's reasonably not, well. I mean, one of the things. Yeah, that yeah. I, I think it, I think in yeah. Wyndham, uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I've always been impressed by the, the the capability of the individuals that serve in zoning. Mm -hmm. it, it's a it's a great commission. You've got a great chairman. Yeah, she's yeah, so strong, she's and, and Matt. Matt is, you know, our basically. Yeah. I think I don't know if he's officially he's the town agent. planner, but you know, between no, Matt, sort of. between Matt and the town manager Jim Rivers and Jim Milano, I mean, you look at the the businesses that are coming into into Wyndham, and there's a reason why taxes aren't going up. The grand list is going up, and yeah. part of part of that is planning and zoning. You know, doing its part to to. May, you know, work with it, work with work with these businesses and try to help them through this as much as possible. Not not to try to be adversarial. That's right. And that's that that makes a big difference. Absolutely right. And even though I might not have the expertise of somebody like Paula, I certainly can sense when we're getting bogged down in in sort of the bureaucracy and 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 push and vote to to streamline and get things moving. Yeah, you know, I can I can for for many many we lost our industry what was in the early 80s, mid early to mid 80s we lost our big industries. So, you know, for a long time we weren't, you know, I can't remember somebody anybody coming to town at least not in a big way and offering to do private investment. And and you know, now that it's happening it's, it's and, and I think some of it is happening because of all the uh, development we've done with uh, amenit local amenities like the community center. Like people, I know I coach little league and I go all over the place, and people are saying, "Wow, you're doing all this stuff, and that's amazing!" You know, you got a new community center, your school's being renovated, you got the Shabu stage, the parking garage, uh, and, and to, to add into you know the the whitewater thing is moving forward. All kinds of good things happening here, and that attracts people and attracts investment. When you think about it, it's like, you know, to be able to live in one of these new apartments down here. Yeah. You got the you got the Latin Festival on Saturday. That's going to be a huge thing. It's right across right across the street. Yeah. I mean, this this whole lower part of Main Street is just going to going to blow up. And it's I fantastic. think I think other developers are s smart enough and cagey enough to to see that and get ahead of that. COVID put a put a damper on things, but it it's. You know, we're we're still going to see the momentum. You took the words right out of my mouth about COVID, but but you're right. We're you know we're we're working around it and we're we're doing well. And I think it's uh, you know it's it's people like you two who are in public office, and I was for a while, and I I'm proud of what we accomplished in the six years I was on the town council. All of those all of those new developments, uh, public developments that I mentioned, were accomplished. And 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 I I know that Jim Rivers and I and and Tom DeVivo and and uh, all the members of the town council, we had that in mind. I mean, we, we wanted the people to have the community center, but we also wanted, uh, you know, people to want to move here, to buy homes here, and businesses to want to, to set up here. Hey, this, is a, this is a great place to be a, a remote tech worker, I can tell you that. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I, I work remotely um, in pharma now, and my wife is in ed tech. Uh, you know, you got uh, maybe maybe more. You know, this is a sales pitch for any anybody that... Uh, wants to find another place in the uh, in the world to work besides a big city um come out here it's it, there's so much here no that's that's great that's really good well we're, we really appreciate it. we we wanted to have you on the show for a while joe because uh you know you know like i said we, we met you relatively it seemed like yesterday and you've, you've done so much already in such a short time and you're raising uh, two kids and you know you're working and you know, i don't know how you do it 
Although I must admit, when I was younger, I, I used to say to myself, how the hell do I do all this stuff? <laughs> and, and, but you know what? It's, and I'm, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying it, and I was younger, and I had all that energy. And I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm considering... Uh, I've made several comebacks politically, and uh, I've, you know, I'm like uh -oh. the Lazarus. Uh -oh. Here we go. Here, here we go. Here I'm, we go. Like, I'm like the Lazarus of local politics. And, uh, I, I can only do that we'll for see. so long, but uh, I'm, I'm no. considering uh, making a run for public office this fall. I, I, uh, right. I've been talked to by the town chair, who's a very smart woman, and yes, she's, she has asked me uh, to consider running for something, and uh, I am thinking about it, and we're in that season right now. And, uh, it's a big commitment. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, it's going to be tough campaigning, but but in any event, uh, you know, you have done so much, and and you you know you're already doing so much with the uh, first taxing district and the uh, uh, PZC. But um, you know, I <clears throat> anybody who does as much as you, uh, somebody like me who is a former town chairman, I start thinking about you moving up to what I consider to be higher office. So, you know, I, I will keep at it and try to influence you in All that right, regard. very good. When, well, when, whenever this political season is happening now, and, uh, you know, it's very uh, it's very, it's very close to my heart and my mind. And, well, we, uh, should, we should talk about that. We, we need to talk about it, and, and we probably will real soon. And Matt Rupar is giving me the signal that we only have one minute left. Any parting words for our wonderful audience, Joe? And Joe Plus, thank you so much. Uh, for being on the show. It's been a great show, and it's been great having you here at the WILI studio. Well, thank thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm on this show, and I do all these things because I want to feel connected to this town. I feel blessed to have met so many wonderful people, and that's what motivates me to, to, to do all these things. And there's plenty of opportunity for anybody who wants to roll up your sleeve. Well, thank you so much for being on the show here, Joe Pless. We're thrilled that you were here. And uh, we have a great show planned for next week, too. Right, Dennis? I think so. Uh, Susan, we who have, we got next week? Commissioner Sean Scanlon. Sean Scanlon, uh, that's right. The uh, commissioner week? of uh, the, the Comptroller. state comptroller. Comptroller. He's yes. going to be with us. And, um, yes. Wow. We, we're, we're on a great roll with mm -hmm. Luke Bronin, Joe Pless, and then uh, <laughs> uh, we got to get a woman on well, we will. Okay. The following week, I think we're going to have the Secretary of the State. Secretary of the State is coming on the following. That's right. So we're all so we we got a great lineup of yes, uh, shows. Yeah. We all we I, when I look back on some of the shows we've done this year, we've had consistently great shows. And Joe, you've uh, contributed to it, and we really appreciate you being here. All right, thanks thank a you lot. Very much. This is Dennis O'Brien with Susan Johnson and Joe Pliss of the PZC Planning and Zoning Commission and the First Taxing District Board of Directors. Matt Rupar's here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Susan Johnson is also here, our state representative. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with another great guest. And you, I, we just told you who he was. Thank you.